Hello, everybody. I'm sure we're all familiar with the saying that Shabbos is me'en olam haba. It's in Zmiros, and it's just one of these things that gets around. But the question is, what does it really mean when we say Shabbos is me'en olam haba? So it's not exactly what you think, because there's a, it comes from a Gemara in Brachos Nun Zayinam It's a strange Gemara. It has a list of three things that are me'en olam haba. If you want to be paused for a second and try to guess, what do you think of the three things that are me'en olam haba? Shabbos is one of them. And see if you could come up with the guess. What are the other two things that are main all haba? So, I don't think you're going to guess them unless you know this Gemara. But it's surprising. It says, Shlosha main all haba. Elohim. Shabbos is number one. Shemesh is number two. The sun. The sun is main all haba. And what does that mean, the sun? Rashi says, Chama Zarachas. The sun shining. That's main all haba. And the third thing, Me'en Olam Haba, is Tashmish. Okay, what does Tashmish mean? So the Gemara asks, what's Tashmish? So if you say it means Tashmish Hamita, right, Bia, so the Gemara says, but Tashmish Hamita weakens a person, right? Weakens a person. So if it weakens a person, you can't say that's Me'en Olam Haba, so it says, Ela Tashmish Nekavim. It means Tashmish of your Nekavim, which means going to the bathroom. Okay? Not sure if it means number one, number two, not really clear, but it means Tashmish of your Nekavim. Okay? So, those are the three things. Shabbos, the sun, and going to the bathroom. These are the three things, which I'm in Olam So, it all of a sudden sounds a little bit less religious sounding about Shabbos being min al maba, right? What is what are these three things sharing common? Shabbos going to the bathroom and the sun sitting in the sun, being in the sun, the sun. Not even clear what it means, right? What is the idea? So if you want to pause, you can pause now. If not, I'm gonna I can, I'll say an idea. So I heard my wife told me actually that. Um, Pesach gave a share about this a few months back, and she couldn't find it exactly. But if anyone does know what he said, I'd love to hear. But um, so this is what I was thinking: is that the problem is, is that there's nothing. They don't seem similar. If you think about them, you could try to think like Shabbos sounds like Man Alma maybe because it's like a mix between like um, this, you know, the full super duper experience of uh, pleasure or something like that, because it, it talks to, you know, the person in this world, his physical pleasures, oneg, and then his intellectual, uh, spiritual pleasures. It's a day of learning and thinking about Hashem. So you could think that's something special about Shabbos. That's what I think you're only thinking about. It's like this perfect, full experience of enjoyment in this world, the world to come, and somehow uh, that reminiscent of Alma, but I don't know, something like that. But then, what is it that's going to the bathroom or the sun, right? It's just hard to, and whatever idea you come up with on one, it's hard to see how that applies by the other. I don't know, they just all seem to be different. So what is this idea, man, and what's it trying to teach? So I was thinking of like, you know, the Ram talks about Alam Haba, and he says that Alam Haba, like all the Nebim give us Nebuahs about Yom Mashiach. And they describe for us different things about Yom Mashiach, but it says Alam Haba, Elohim, no eye has ever seen, but God. And the point is, is that we don't really have a model of Olam Haba. 
this is I'm talking about let's say Omar but like the Rambam. It's like a world of your souls, non physical existence with um, you know, no bodies. And the problem is, is that whenever we think about anything, pleasures, enjoyments, we're always thinking about things in our body. And with our physical body, with our psyche, with our psyche. And everything in this world, every experience in this world is somehow connected with the physical. And even the amount of learning seems to be as a psychological, it's connected with the physical body. It's just the idea of pure and non-physical existence. Well, in my body, it's something that we can't really wrap our head around. We can't imagine it. We can't relate to it. So we can know in the abstract that it's the greatest enjoyment for man. But at the same time, it's hard to relate to it. It's removed from us. It's separated from us. We can't think about it. So we could just say it's the greatest. And because, you know, we do say that. But at the same time, it's hard to wrap our head around it. So maybe this Gemara is trying to show you, man, but we could relate to Olam through certain main Olam And that is, there's certain, certain, we know what pleasure is. We know pleasure enjoyment is in this world. And then we also know that there's certain things which limit our ability to have pleasure. And it could be it's saying is when we identify certain limitations of pleasure, things as facets which limit our pleasure in this world, then we could reflect that Olam Haba doesn't have those. Then we could appreciate how Shabbos, you know, Olam Haba is the greatest enjoyment. And there are certain, certain three enjoyments of Olam Haza, which in a certain sense are like are, are a certain, certain myla, certain greatness that they have that they that they lack the ordinary failings of pleasure in this world. And in that sense, these three examples, I'm saying they're not identical, but they're each picking out a different, you know, different facet of enjoyment, which is typically lacking in all mazah. But these examples are in all mazah. They kind of have a certain perfection of enjoyment in the sense which you don't have, you don't normally have in fit and pleasures in this world. So, so let me explain what I mean. I'm talking in the abstract. So I guess we'll talk sour Shabbos. So the problem with pleasure in this world, okay, people that seek out pleasure, and that's uh, it's, there's a lot of sources of pleasure in this world, enjoyment. But yet, in a certain sense, there's a, there's like a problem with man enjoying this world, and that is that there's man has two parts. He has his physical, and he has his spiritual. And the physical pleasures, you know, gain pleasure from, uh, let's say, sexuality, from eating, from the things like that. And when a person gains pleasure from the, this, this physical nature, then his his more spiritual side, his samalokim, is frustrated, it's not satisfied. A person can't be fully satisfied by living like an animal. So again, the degree that a person is engaging in physical pleasure, there's a certain frustration or guilt, shame from his higher part. He realizes he's not involved in something meaningful, important, true. And on the same time, on the flip side, if a person is just involved in the world of ideas of chachma, of, and he's you know he's in he's in the higher sphere, he's it's enjoyable. But at the same time, there's another part of his nature which is unsatisfied, which is in pain, which is feels restricted. That's his physical part. And like in a certain sense, there's always this tension that man has, and you can't fully enjoy yourself because whichever side you pursue, the other side is being frustrated or unsatisfied. And it could be the solution to this problem, or one solution to this problem, is Shabbos. See, Shabbos is a day which really is a, is a bridge. On the one hand, Shabbos is a day devoted towards the creator of a creator of the universe, thinking about it, Baruch Hu, learning his Torah, studying his universe, appreciating the fact that he created the world in six days and I stood on the seventh, the world of ideas. You know, and then at the same time, there's a mitzvah onek Shabbos. A person's involved in a tashmita and achilu He enjoys himself. 
it's with his family. It's like the Yom HaShabbos, the Yom Anucha, and it's a day which enables man to fully enjoy, to have the highest level of enjoyment, because it's a day that really balances both parts of human nature, both his talks to his his mind and talks to his um, emotions, to his physical nature. And in that sense, it's like a world of enjoyment without any conflict. And that's and in that sense, it could be saying it's male maba. See, in all maba, it's not quite in all You don't have a body, but like part of the problem of enjoyment is the conflicted nature of man. Now, there's two ways to solve that problem. One way is the way of of, of all mazah, which is bottom line is we do have our two parts of our nature. But Hashem created Shabbos, which talks to both parts of our nature. It weaves the two together, and therefore we can have pleasure without this conflict. Now, all maba is going to be pleasure without conflict. Not because it weaves together both parts, because it's just purely the spiritual. There is no physical nature. So, but it's like me'ain olam haba. If you want to know what pleasure is like without the conflict, without these two parts to our nature, so Shabbos is an example, because in Shabbos you don't have the conflict because it talks to both. But that's like in a certain sense, like a, a, a hack, if you will. It's like a way to work around the two parts of our nature and allow us to have like a single unconflicted pleasure. Which is, you take the two parts of our nature and weave them together, three Yom HaShabbos. And that's unbelievable, it's great. But it's the best we got. But at the same time, the Olam HaBa is pure enjoyment without the other side. There is no other side. And the ability, that type of an enjoyment, which doesn't have another side to it, is the great, is, is that when in one feature, that's one feature of what makes the pleasure, enjoyment of Olam HaBa, that much greater than Olam HaZeh is that it doesn't have any conflict. And we could partake of it if the mixas in Olam Hazah, which is three Yama Shabbos. In that sense, Shabbos is made in Olam Hazah. Okay. Now that's one aspect. Now another one, it could be, is the idea, another aspect of what takes away, what causes us to have, um, what causes pleasure in this world to be lacking, is the fact that pleasure often involves pain. Like a person... Um, like a person may, may enjoy playing sports, you know, and you play sports and it's very enjoyable, but at the same time, you get very tired. You know, your body is aching, you're sore, you injure yourself. You're, like the nature of the experience is like it's a lot of effort. Even like, like this, maybe the clue, the Gemara is saying, Tashramita. Tashramita is enjoyable, but at the same time, it weakens a person. It's hard, it's tiring. It's a type of a thing where there's a balance between the pleasure and the, and the, and the pain. And while it's true, it's worth it. These are, these are pleasures, and we're eating. A person eats a lot, so he gets a stomachache. It's painful. You eat, eat, eat the food. There's a certain uh, pain which goes in, which is involved in eating. You look if you eat a little bit, it's not going to hurt your stomach, but you're not going to get the same enjoyment. So you know, the greatest enjoyment of food is when you're going to fill yourself up. But the filling yourself up is going to generally involve a degree of pain. So that's like in a certain sense of why like enjoyment in this world is often, you know, joined together with pain. And that's why the Gemara is saying that's not can't be main al maba. Even Tashamita, which is a great pleasure, but it does not can be main al maba because it weakens you. So rather, it's saying it means going to the bathroom. Now, I'm assuming it's again. I'm not sure exactly what this means here, but like I'm assuming it doesn't mean like if a person's constipated and it's like you know mechashkachish. It's painful. It weakens the person. That's can't be what I was talking about because if that's the case, that's the same shortfall as Tashamita. But maybe, again, and I'm not sure if it means number one, number two, but the point is, like, in a certain sense, when a person goes to the bathroom, <clears throat> he has relief. He has relief. It's, it's, not, it's not the peak of pleasure. No one thinks about it. If you want to have pleasure, think of going to the bathroom. But there is an enjoyment. There is a pleasure. And it's a pleasure which 
involves a relief, the release of uh, tension, and there's there's no pain that comes along with it. It's it's just like a total, pure pleasure without pain. Now again, it doesn't mean it's the height of pleasure, but this is like a, a facet of pleasure in this world is the pain which is associated with it. And in that sense, going to the bathroom is like man all It's like a pleasure which is fully, it's like a pleasure of the removal of the pain and the full release of the pain or the pressure. And in that sense, it's like a pure pleasure. And that sense is like, it's like Nolma, but also will be pleasure without any pain. There's no pain or suffering associated with it. So it could be in that sense, going to the bathroom is like an Olmaba, which is that it's a pleasure which doesn't have have a pain with it. And on Olmaba, intrinsically isn't going to have any pain because we don't have a body. We're not going to have any anything which is going to cause pain. So in that sense, again, it's another facet. It's using this as main Olmaba to show another dimension. The first one was related. The first one was that there's a pleasure in this world has conflict with the uh, physical and the and non-physical. This is the second thing is that pleasure in this world involves pain, often involves pain, and in all Mava, there's not going to be any pain. So in that sense, going to the bathroom is main all Mava. And then the third aspect <clears throat> is that pleasure in this world, as you'll think about it, is usually that it goes in ups, it comes in ups and downs. Person has a height of pleasure, and then he ends up, you know, is a letdown. And then, you know, maybe a day later or a week later or whatever, his pleasure. And then it's like, you know, eating. You eat, but now you're full. And now you don't like, enjoy it anymore. Then you have to, then you get hungry again. And it's like pleasure is always up and down and up and down and up and down. You never have like, or in general, pleasure is has moments, actions, instances of pleasure. But it's not continuous. But it's saying is it could be, for example, again, this is only a muscle, but it's like the... I'm sorry, before I get to Marshall, saying Om Haba is just a state of pleasure. It's not, it's like, because I'll liken it to like Tzadikim Yoshim, it's Roshem Roshem. Like Tzadikim sitting with their crowns on their heads and their Nandim Zivashkina. So it's like, they're just like sitting and basking in the Zivashkina, the splendor of the Shkina. It means it's like, it's a continuous state of enjoyment. Not, and it's not like, again, enjoyment in this world is like an action. And actions are for a moment. And then the action is done and the pleasure is done. But a state, a continuous state of enjoyment, and it could be the muscle for that is like sitting in the sun. A person sits in the sun. You could sit in the sun for an hour and you just enjoy the sun. The sun gives you a certain type of enjoyment. and But it's not an enjoyment of doing anything. It's just you're in an environment, an enjoyable environment. And that's continuous. Again, of course, it's only as long as you sit in the sun. And all my you're constantly there and you never stop. But it's like Lamashal, that it's like an, a type of an enjoyment which is simply by being in a pleasurable environment affords a person the pleasure. And Olmaba is, in a certain sense, that's another aspect of what makes the Olmaba unique is that it's simply, it's like a continuous state of enjoyment of being in a perfect state of existence. And the Lamashal for that in this world is man Olmaba is the Shemesh, is the sitting in the sun, the, in on the sun, shining sun. So again, so I'm saying the point is that these three examples are each trying to bring out a different facet of enjoyment, models of enjoyment in Olam which are Me'en Olam which is different facets of, which indicate, again, we can't have a positive picture of Olam and of why it's so great, but we can know there's a pleasure, and we can know that it doesn't partake of the shortfalls of pleasures in this world. And it's isolating three examples to help us get a sense of the idea of Alam and the enjoyment of Alam by negating the, uh, you know, shortfalls. It's negating the conflict, 
which we normally have between our body and our, and our neshama, and that's like Shabbos is Mabba in that sense. It's negating the pain which ordinarily comes with pleasure, and that's just saying going to the bathroom doesn't have that pain, and it's negating the the ups and downs of um, of um, pleasure, which is it's not constant by giving the mashal of the sun, which is Mabba, and that also that indicates the permanence or the persistence of the pleasure of Mabba. So it's an interesting idea. It's like it's depicting the pleasure of Mabba. First of all, using examples and three different examples and it negates through negating false, you know, or weaknesses, failings, shortfalls of pleasure in this world and thereby helping us get an image of what, you know, what Mabba is. And again, this is Lahavdil but somehow there's a, it's reminiscent of like negative knowledge. When we talk about Hashem, so it's like Hashem is like an abstract existence who we can't really relate to. But in a certain sense, we relate to Him first of all by like the, through negation, right? Through like negative knowledge. It's like we have an idea of an existence, but then we negate that He's not physical. He doesn't have parts. There's limitations. He's not in time. And it's like we gain knowledge of Hashem. He doesn't change through negation of certain things which we associate with existence or limitations of physical existences, and we negate them. And in a certain sense, we approximate or move in the direction of knowledge of God through negation of other, of other ideas. And yeah, so I thought it's interesting. It's like there's, it's like a way of gaining knowledge or analyzing something which is beyond your reach, which is to appreciate it, to get like, use other examples and negate things which you find by other examples, and thereby help refine your idea of this thing itself. So, of course, all my is in the Kodesh Baruch Hu, but it's like you're dealing with abstract existences, and when you deal with that, the way a you know, way to do it is to compare it to physical existences and see, you know, see where it fall, where they fall short, and where they're, you know, they are good examples or not good examples. Similarly, another thing, which is that one way to study. You know, the Maisem Hashem, the way Hashem acts is like Yid Gilmidos, which is that, you know, Hashem acts, he's one, and he has one action, so to speak, you know, I don't know exactly the way to say it, but he acts in 13 different ways, let's say Yid Gilmidos, but ultimately Hashem is only one, and there's one source, and he acts in the proper way. But the way we understand proper is where we study different features or facets of Hashem's Maisem. And we have different shamos, which reflect different features or facets of the way Hashem acts. So it's again, it's a way of talking about Olam Abba. Is like there's, there's a, we can't wrap our head around what Olam Abba is and what the joint Olam Abba is, but you could isolate different dimensions and facets of the Olam Abba experience, so to speak, in order to better appreciate what it truly is. So again, that's another another idea of the way you study things which are beyond, you know, abstract single things which are hard to to wrap your head around is to take different features and facets of it. And ultimately, we can't experience Olam Abba or see Olam Abba in a concrete way. But there's a way to relate to it through different components, different dimensions. It's a existence without any conflict. It's an existence without any pain. It's existence which is continuous. And like in that sense, putting those different pieces together, we could try to, in our minds, I, you know, combine them to get a sense, if you will. Again, only a sense or picking, you know, partaking of the idea of what Olam Abba is even though we can't ultimately, you know, perceive it in a real positive way. Okay, so these are some thoughts. Um, if anyone has any other thoughts or anyone remembers what Rafael said about this, Kamara, I'd love to hear it. Okay, have a good one, everybody.